Hey everybody, we at Podgave Rock and Roll Do You want to make it clear that we don't mean any offense by our comments, critiques, or opinions. We're not music critics, just buddies that use talking about music as an excuse to hang out. Also, our language is intended for adult ears. Enjoy! Cause I'm in the shit house Wish I played in a rock and roll band Somebody give me a dollar bill So I can pass out So Labor Day is over, and we, we've already talked about Labor Day rituals on here. You know, the big news this week is the, the death of the Queen. So I'm sure there will be a new song written called uh, God Help the Queen. God Send the Queen to Heaven. God comfort the God Queen. God Kill the Queen. Um, God Didn't Save the Queen. <laughs> yeah, God, oh, there God we where go. were you? There, ding, 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 ding. We have a life. winner. <laughs> Well, since it, since a ding dong, the queen is dead. Um, why don't we discuss British bands for a minute, since this is a music podcast? Um, mm-hmm. And Russ, we like to play a game on here called Mary Booth Kill. We don't use the yeah. F word uh, because this is a kid friendly <laughs> podcast. If you haven't, <laughs> yeah. if you yeah, haven't big big part of that, our yes. audience is mostly adolescents, <laughs> the, the children. We we really <laughs> gear ourselves towards the like what? preteens. I actually was bleeding there for a second, so I was like, I swear, I swear it all the time, the last time. (laughs) Yeah, we started out saying Mary Booth Kill, and then we all proceed to drop the F-bomb ten times. Yeah, (laughs) depending on how many drinks we've had, which, you know, fortunately for me, not as many as last week. Also, you just said, I swear, I sweared. I wonder how many, like... I swear I swore? (laughs) No, 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 but, uh, yeah, sure, but how many words can you use like that? You know, there, there can't be many, like... I ask, I asked. I say, I said. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I guess you, that would work, but not to get bogged down and and say it anyway. Grammar. Well, I was gonna say, I swear, I said fuck a thousand times. I'm like, maybe should I not say fuck? So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's just go with I swear, I sweared. Um, <laughs> but but this week, in in remembrance of the Queen, and to anticipate the just sexual energy that already probably exists between uh, King Charles II and Britain's new Prime Minister, Liz Truss, in their, you know, meetings. Why don't we discuss British bands? Bands, not solo artists. Okay. Uh, Mary Booth Kill. That's a distinction. uh, British bands. Neil, why don't you get us started on this? Okay, well, where do I begin? Um... Usually you begin at Mary. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you said no uh, individual artists, so I will marry them, so Van can sing me to sleep every night. Ah, <laughs> it's a little, it's a little garagey, you know, for for bedtime music though. It is a little garagey, but I want that, I want that Van voice. He, he, even here comes the night is a little like let's go out, not let's go to yeah. bed. Yeah, well, you know, but I, dig I it. like to party. I dig it. Yeah, I, I dig <laughs> it. I dig it. Okay. Well, but, Go all on. right, all right. Um, I guess uh, I do like this band, but I'm going to kill the cure to put them out of their misery. Oh, <laughs> very nice. Very nice. And then and then I'm going to have... He's not uh, ready to die. He's perpetually young, Neil. Come on. Yeah, yeah. Um, and who am I going to fuck? I'll go with a, a, a twosome with the Duran Duran and the Spice Girls. <laughs> Weird. 
You don't have to pick a female <laughs> band, Neil, just to prove to the audience that you're heterosexual. Well, they're they're very British. I, I'm aware of that. They also suck. Fuck them. <laughs> not married. That them. is not what the fuck means here. It's not fuck um. It's not like the the band I'll say fuck them to. But sure, you sure. you have yours. You have yours. Yeah, uh, like Russ, Russ, what do you have? Um, I'm gonna start with Kill because that was one that came to me first, like immediately, <laughs> and that would be Oasis. Because I, really ah, I like it. I like it. I actually like it. Yep. Um, I was actually using it as in my fuck one as well because I want to be like fuck those guys because they suck. <laughs> um, for Mary, I was actually I, initially I put Bell and Sebastian because ah. they seem very yeah. Yeah, that's going to last. Kind, it's going to last. Although they are technically like Scottish, which I guess kind of counts, but not really. Uh, I so, mean, it's, it's part of the island. Right. So, But then I changed it to Radiohead because I love Radiohead and I would marry them. Dig it. Uh, mm-hmm. And then, fuck, I had, well, I used the Spice Girls because it just seemed obvious. I was going to actually, <laughs> my first answer was the Kinks because of their name, because that makes sense. Uh-huh. So maybe I'll change. It I think you. Should, I think you should stick with Spice the Girls are yeah. taken. Okay. Man. Go with your gut. All right, I'll Spice go with the Girls kinks. are taken. <laughs> the the shitty music has been taken by Neil. Uh, <laughs> I mean, if it, when it comes to a British band, I, I I'm gonna marry Pink Floyd. I could go on a YouTube rabbit hole of Floyd pretty much every day and be satisfied for a good 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually made some people do that with me on Saturday night when I was real drunk and had just been a be- spilled a beer on the chair I was sitting in. Uh, and I was like, fuck it. Uh, <laughs> you went on a Pink I, Floyd deep dive late Saturday yeah, night <laughs> Just on my outdoor TV like, yeah, check this out. This is Live 8. This is our last live show together. Four songs, man. Uh, <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> um, and then I would... I'm gonna. I mean, I'm gonna fuck Zeppelin. Like, it'd it just be a great time. They're a great time. Come on. Or yeah. they'd lock uh, you in the basement and fuck you. Of <laughs> yeah. with, a, with a shark. That's what I want. That's what I need. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Um, and then I'm I'm gonna kill Mumford and Sons. Like, no, well, that actually came to mind too. You know that that was just the immediate like Mumford, oh, yeah, and, Mumford and, and Sons. Mumford and Sons are all bloodbath. It's it is a fucking bloodbath in a chicken coop, um, or like a sheep's a, a loom. It's a bloodbath at a loom to to make it a little British, I guess. Um, well, the other thing that's happening this week it is the start of NFL football, which Don't ask about football, you know, we, <laughs> which well, that's why we brought Russ in. Talk about F one all you want, just not football. for the for the hot football takes. Well, this isn't about football specifically, but if 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 you were the music curator for NFL games, mm-hmm. going into commercials, okay, mm-hmm. what are you playing? Like, what what is your going to be your go to band for commercials? So, like now, like if you listen to Fox, especially last year, there was a lot of jam bands, there was a lot of Dead, a lot of Fish, a lot of Panic. Um, uh, there was one uh, station that did a lot of yacht rock, uh, which was an odd choice. Um, where you're like going with like Steely Dan and like reeling in the years and stuff, and then you know classic rock obviously is 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 there a lot. Sometimes some hip hop, but what would you, what would you you can do a range or a band like a genre or a band? What would you decide to go with for going into like commercials or coming out of commercials at a football game? Well, I think something current. Um, I really dig a lot of his songs. Think a lot of it's catchy, and people dig it. Is Kid Cudi? I, I could, I could bump with some Cudi. 
I, I don't know enough of his music to comment on that. <laughs> well, take my word for it. I didn't know you were such a Cuddy lover. I'm I just, mean, I'm not saying I think it's amazing. but Cuddy I, over here. <laughs> but it's it's something that I don't listen to a lot, but I think would work today. But when you do coming. hear it, you're like, dude, Bill's Packers Sunday? I'll, I better hear some Cuddy going into fucking... I'm telling you, it'd work, man. I'll, I'll, send you, I'll send you some cuts, some Cuddy cuts. Okay. Okay, okay, some Cuddy Cuts. I, I, I want uh, a mixed, I want a playlist titled Cuddy Cuts okay. sent to me yeah, via Spotify. Yeah. Okay? I'm on it, I'm on it. Um, and we'll we'll release it to, to our fans. Russ, what 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 are, you, what are you thinking? Well, again, I don't don't know football. I have seen games, and I feel like what they use is already kind of perfect because it's uh, usually pretty cheesy and, you know, like... <laughs> Are you are you talking more about the bump 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 bump? No, I was thinking about the like, I don't know, like what's that? Let's get it started. That was that song was oh. used a lot. <laughs> I feel like it's always um, just sort of like pop country uh-huh. stuff. Yeah, the well, first thing uh, I thought of that I would want would be the Go Team, which okay would not go over well, uh, but because they're so energetic and hype, and they're all kind of like they well, seem like they're team. into sports. So, so your yeah. Rizzy ass would want to laugh at the fans. Is that what you're telling no, me with the music? I, would just, I wouldn't <laughs> laugh. I would quietly judge while I watch something else. <laughs> that is perfect. That is perfect. I like that, Russ. I, I'm going to go with generic and cheesy and just go 80s, big choruses, you know, Bon Jovi, Outfield, you know, maybe even some Africa, maybe mm-hmm. even some some Aha, possibly. Mm-hmm. You know, it sounds yeah. like a lead-in kind of thing. <laughs> I wonder how it even works. I wonder what the bands get paid for that. Like, I want like every you're, commercial. You're, you're paying publishing whatever that is. I was going to say it's up to with the publishers. The, yeah. yeah, with the networks. I mean, they they have that stuff uh, determined. But but speaking of '80s music and and not boring publishing talk, Neil trying to drag us into the minutia of the music industry and their agreements with TV stations. <laughs> well, let's crunch another number <laughs> this this week. Uh, <laughs> on that note, you were listening to Pod Gave Rock and Roll to you, and that number is going to be 1984, or eh, 85. And uh, the song is going to be Take On Me by the band Aha from their album Hunting High and Low, written by Magna... Furu Holman, <laughs> Morton Harkett, and Paul Wachtar. Sorry. Wow. Yeah. And produced <laughs> by John Ratcliffe and Alan Tarney and released on Warner Brothers. So you, you decided to pick Africa Toto. And so I wanted to be like, oh, you, you thought you had a, a hold on the, you cornered the 80s pop fucking hook rock uh-huh, market. Uh-huh. Hold, hold my fucking beer, Neil. Uh-huh. Um, okay, okay. I, I will pick Take On Me by AHA. Uh-huh. I mean, it, look, this song I, I mostly remember from how cool I thought the video was when I was a kid. I was really young when this came out, but this video just had to have been played over and over for years on MTV because I remember it so vividly. Uh, the cars and the helmets and like the, the color switching, you know, uh, which was also just looked so different than anything at the time, music video wise. But, uh, you know, also for the riff and the falsetto and that vocal range that's, that's like on display in this song. 
you know, there's a lot of pep in this song and some cheese, but I would say more pep. And, and like last week, like I, I, it's another song that, or like Africa Toto, if you're listening to this out of order, it's another song that I don't get tired of listening to. Uh, maybe even more so than Africa. You know, the chorus calls to you the way that it's produced and it beckons a callback. And and I'm all in on a, a song calling to me and wanting me to call back because uh, I, I will pick up the phone. You're taking it. Downside, it's in the vein of like Wake Me Up Before You Go-Go and kind of songs like that mm-hmm. from that era. But I, I'm going to say it's the peak of, <laughs> of that little time period of, in those songs. And, and that's why I picked it. I feel like it's 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 old enough now where we can you can stop the hate on that kind of thing you know like yes, shit was absolutely. cheesy back then for sure but like now that stuff does like it's still good now mm-hmm. there's cheesy shit coming out now that i'm sure in like 30 years people are gonna be like well i love that stuff even though it's a garbage <laughs> now and not that it was garbage then but like i kind of feel like you know what it it's 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 representative of the time and it, it's a really good example of it it's almost more like the sound from, from like this song and like Africa are considered cheesy whereas it's different than like people hating on Billy Joel or Phil Collins or Dave Matthews band and mm-hmm. just being like oh my god they suck and then 20 years later people are like you know what they wrote some really fucking catchy songs that were you know good and hold up over time we just hated them as a person for some reason this is more a sound thing right yeah. well I think it's because it was pop it was like it was very it was pop essentially like whatever is like mainstream is, is the hated stuff yeah, and I think a lot of people might think this che- is cheesy, but I bet they still love it. I mean, it's hard not to love this song. Oh yeah, it's it's a it's a it's a nice like fine, pungy you know cheese <laughs> that you're like, mm, I'm gonna get a good cracker, uh, maybe some fig jam. Let's let's go. It's that Norwegian synth pop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, I must say, Josh, I had a rough time getting a boner for this song this week right after Africa. Oh okay okay couldn't. couldn't. Um, just, just, well, no, just rocking a chub. No, no, I found it. I found it. I got it up eventually. I mean, a chub, not a chub, uh, a chub. Let me, let me correct um, myself. But there. the funny thing is, I couldn't believe it when you search "Take on Me" in Spotify. Africa's the third song that comes up. They're like, "Oh, did you mean this?" <laughs> <laughs> Which is honestly an insane coincidence, just for like. The I noticed that too. That's hilarious. Um, but yeah, I mean, the melody is wonderful. I mean, I. I would dare to say it's uh, it might be a little catchier than Africa. Africa might be like a 97, this is a 98 or something like that on the catchy scale. I dig it, yeah. Yeah, and like you said, the the video is ingrained in me. I mean, I was like seven when this came out. I mean, just prime for just staring at MTV like, what is this? Um, <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I've always been an artist, so I love drawing. And I was like, oh, my God, I want to run through this world of drawings chasing beautiful women and... Riding race cars and shit. Yeah. Um, (laughs) And, uh, yeah, I mean, mean, you touched on a lot of it. Regardless of its brilliance, just the vocal performance and range is kind of out of this world. Like, he he goes, I mean, just in the chorus alone, he goes, how many octaves? He goes... Two two and a half. Yeah, yeah. And it's just an amazing example of, like, pop music and just the power of music in general. I think this would be a good song to play for, like, a man who's been in a cave his whole life and you're like this is music or like aliens like people would get it to be like oh okay <laughs> fucking get it. yeah also for coming from a cave he like you know speaking if he would, was english was a language he'd be like take on me mm-hmm. you know that it would make sense in that way too yeah <laughs> take on me all right <laughs> me, me take on <laughs> i digress
I mean, it's, it's a great song. It's not, it doesn't have the same, like, nostalgia buttons for me that Africa does, which and I, and I can't explain that. I did, lo- I mean, I saw it a thousand times as a kid on MTV, and mm-hmm. I also love the video. And also being an artist, I was truly, like, yeah. mesmerized by it. And actually, now that I've gone through art school, I understand what went into making that video, and I do not envy the probably <laughs> yeah. the one rotoscoper. He was like, you, you're killing me. And he's like, oh, we just got, yeah, like... <laughs> Yeah, five more minutes of footage. Go ahead, just start drawing. But uh, well, just and just real quick, even the way like the sketches, it's all different. No, shading. every frame is like, a, like an animation outside yeah. of the rotoscoping. No, it's yeah. nuts. So it's nuts. I mean, I and mean, it took it took what six months yes. and sixteen thousand images. Mm-hmm. I think I read that. Jesus yeah. Christ, there was no Photoshop. I mean, Christ. it was it's such an impressive. And I do love the song. I I would qualify this one as I do get sick of it because I, I I am kind of sick of it. But I love singing <laughs> along with it. And then actually, kind of funnily, I didn't even know what the hell he was saying when he, at the end of the chorus where he gets to the really, really high notes. Mm-hmm. Like, until like a couple years ago, I finally found out he just says, in a day or two, which doesn't even fit <laughs> in my mind. And I'm like, well, that's lame. It doesn't. It's not even... Well, like, it's, like, <laughs> it's like, it's such a, it's such a like huge crescendo. And it's like, I'll be gone in a day or two. It's like, that's such a like letdown for what that <laughs> sounds like. <laughs> well, that's a perfect that's a perfect segue into the lyric, which it's pretty mediocre. I would say it's probably English as a the, second language kind of chorus. Yes, exactly. It's kind of the, it, it's the worst part of the song in my mind. I mean, like you go the take on me and I'll be gone in a day or two is just it doesn't mm-hmm. it just doesn't make any sense. Like what it's a little bit rock and roll lyric because it's kind of a bunch of gibberish, but they are trying to make like some kind of plea for something. It just want to get like, laid like you said, before Russ. I go. Yeah, it, Come on. it's like you said, Russ. It, 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 it seems like there's a language barrier at issue here. If you had to pick, is there any line that you like or that stands out? Yes, and and it's not even like what he's even saying. It just the way it kind of like fits to the music is really like catchy. It's the part like you want to sing along to, which is like just the so needless to say, I'm at odds and ends, but stumbling away, slowly learning that life is okay say after mm-hmm. me there's no better to be safe than sorry like i don't know that's just a really well sort of like composed little like thing to sing even though ultimately yeah. all he's still doing is just being like hey don't worry <laughs> about it <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> yeah like, I, I think syllabically if that is a word so, i'm just yeah. gonna it's act like, like it is the cadence of it is all very like yeah the, the cadence is great in that verse i would say just from a lyric straightforward straight off the first verse is if i had to pick you know, mm-hmm. we're talking away. Well, mm-hmm. I don't know what I'm to say. I'll say it anyway. Today's another day to find you. I, the shying away, I'll be coming for your love, okay, is that sounds better than <laughs> that, it actually is. <laughs> but before that, lyrically, I'm like, okay, that's kind of nice. The um, It's more about emotion than lyric, I think, and that comes through more in the delivery. Josh, yeah, I definitely agree with you. Just, just the way it opens, talking away, I don't know what to say. I'll say it anyway. It's just a, it's such a weird it's, – it's, all the words put together are cool. They sound cool syllabically. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, like you said, at the end, I'll be coming for your love, okay? Is that okay if I come for your love? Okay, if I come. <laughs> we were talking away. You know, I'm going to say it anyway. Uh, this is a done deal. I don't care what you say. I'm going to say it anyway, but I'm shying away. Like, I'm going to say it, but now I'm getting shy. I'm, I'm going to come for your love, okay? It's very indecisive, I guess, um, <laughs> if that's what he's going for. And then take on me, which... Really makes no sense. I mean, we don't have to stay on the lyric long. It's kind. Of, it, it is kind of gibberish. And but take on me is, even though it makes no sense. Nobody ever says like I'm taking you on. 
Like, <laughs> I love you. Let me take you on. Or, I love you. Take yeah. on. It, it's <laughs> weird cause that it's, it's such a, it's not even a common phrase. No one ever uses that ever. But, like, it makes perfect sense and people sing it. They're like, yeah, take. <laughs> like, well, what the hell does that mean? Me. Back then, you didn't have a way of knowing lyrics, really. So, I think people were, didn't even know what the hell he was even talking about. True. Like, you, you no, sing along. Nobody. Ending, everyone just yeah. went to a really high point and then didn't mm-hmm. know what they were saying. So. <laughs> I don't, and I don't think he. At the very end, there's no fucking way he says uh, 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 in a day or two. Day or two? In a day or two, he I just think goes, he just. I think <laughs> mid song. I think mid song he decided he was leaving tomorrow. I think it's just in a day. <laughs> Like, it's so light and so smooth and so kind of carefree for the content. Because I do feel like there's a little bit of a, like, a pleading aspect to the to the lyric. And, and this is, it wouldn't be my taste in most songs. Like, I would not enjoy this, but it is effective here. Just the chorus alone, he starts at the lowest point in the whole song and goes to the highest point pretty quickly. It's Orbison-esque, but mm-hmm. much quicker than what, than how Roy would do it. Mm-hmm. You know, to go through those two and a half octaves, it would be a slow build. Whereas this is just like almost a tour, a tour divorce vocal chorus coming out of that verse. It's 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 almost unexpected what he what he does with that. Yeah, and to have the power and command to be able to hit those low notes and the high notes both with just the perfection he does on this track, and know. to be so pretty at the same time. <laughs> yeah, I mean it, it. It is a lovely voice. Like I listened to. I meant um, the guy, but yeah. <laughs> uh, oh. <laughs> Is this is the singer the guy in the video? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do we know that? Yeah, that's him. Well, also the the singer we should mention his name, uh, Morton Harkett. We'll get this out of the way. Uh, Magna Furu Holman. God. Synthesizers and backing vocals, and Pal Waktar on guitar, synthesizers, drum programming, and backing vocals. That those the two musicians were in a band before Aha called Bridges, mm-hmm. and then they moved back to Norway. Uh, childhood friend was uh, Morton and Morton heard this song I mean this song was recorded and released <laughs> two times before mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. international hit and the first one which did either of y'all find that and hear it I, I didn't I find, find it but it. I did read all this well yeah I found the original take on me but not the, the juicy fruit no 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 like the one they released that kind of failed and then they re-engineered and produced it and then it took off well, they said so. The, the, the first one was produced by Tony Mansfield in 84, and it was mm-hmm. a punk version. They wanted it to be, like, darker. It wasn't a punk version. It was less... Oh, okay. It was, the, the video was punkier, and I think the band in general didn't want to sound like this. Like, this song just kind of took over. They wanted to be a darker, kind of moodier band, and then this melody just came along, and they're like, oh, fuck it. Well, I mean, it says on on Wiki that Morton basically heard it and was like, "I don't know, man. This melody is could could be a big hit. Mm-hmm. Like, we should we should change we should make this clean." But but either way, you know the the range of his voice is impressive, and he, and the way he delivers. I don't know which what, how much is melody and how much is his choices, but I, it, it's so smooth the way he delivers it, so clean, polished, and regardless of how he looks physically, he is a pretty guy in the in the in the video but his voice is also very pretty and mm-hmm. if you listen to the like MTV Unplugged version where it's just acoustic and him singing like as an older man it, 
it's a little too pretty in that one, but it's still like it's a very nice. Mm-hmm. I do like that version only because I know the song so well, you know the original. Yeah, I mean it was cool. I was impressed. Uh, I'd never heard it prior to this week, and it's it's it is such a beautiful melody that it's it's nice to hear it all stripped down without all the the synth. You know? Yeah. Well, before we go to the melody, let's touch on the could have been made by a computer if it was today. The 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 response, the take on me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're so robotic. And they they work, but it, well, it's it's supposed to. I guess it's supposed to be more percussive. But yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, in that sense, it's a little like the riff, which is all you know, bum 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 bum. It's just very robotic and almost stale a little bit, but it works with all the prettiness going on around it, right? It's pretty nice. I mean, it is it is just really plunky and percussive, but um, the way it like loops around and then the second part of a. And then just kind of rounds back to the beginning is nice. Yeah, I'm more talking of tone. Musically, it's 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 great, but the tone is very computerized. Yeah. Well, it, sound, it sounds sounding. like one finger. Bum 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 bum. <laughs> you know what I mean? All right. You can picture the guy. Yeah. D d d d d d d d d zero zero one one zero zero one one. The song I always find it kind of annoying in my adult life which was it's a song i can't sing along to because i can't do that and i find that <laughs> annoying it's kind of like bowie like i always want to sing along with bowie songs but i can't make bowie's voice like my voice won't do it my voice won't do shit but it won't especially won't do what his can do and what can bowie can do so i like singers who keep things low and kind of like in the middle <laughs> you got to find that low harmony <laughs> this week like i kind of vacillated between the vocal or the melody being the best part but i think i think the melody is the best part of this song it is just fucking gorgeous and when you even when you see all the chords that are played in here it's just kind of a master class of uh as i mentioned before it's all emotion like if you go through how the melody works in the song we're talking Away. It's like so carefree mm-hmm. and this and that. And then I don't know what. And then just mm-hmm. like careless. And then uh, you go with the, you know, today's and it gets a little like more serious with the dead. Today's another day to find you. And then shying away, like humble <laughs> almost. And then like, but I'll be coming. Then he starts getting confidence. I'll be coming for your love, okay. Yeah, and, then, yeah, yeah. and then let's go deep. On me. <laughs> And it's just there's so much movement that naturally happens with this melody. It's it's fantastic. Yeah, and I mean the vocal melody is one thing, but then just the riff melody. There's so many melodies interweaving throughout this whole song. Even like the the dissonant bridge and uh, and beginning, how it's all kind of it starts a little creepy or a little weird. You're like, what the hell's going on here? Yeah, I mean, it, it it definitely runs the gamut of emotions, like somewhat subtly, but it, it, there's just slight enough movement there that it, it really keeps you engaged. And like you said, even the musical interlude has some nice little melodic riffs in there. Like the, the, the xylophone run is a little... Is a little... Well, he's being chased cheesy, by but, the, the, the <laughs> guys at that point. Yeah, chased by a, a short jockey-looking uh, biker. But the octave, the like little change that change, the little riff that changes octaves, like right there in the middle of that, 
mm-hmm. is is really nice. And and then the under like girding like it's kind of somber organ holds or you know whatever's going on. Bum, ba-da, bum, ba-da, which almost seem out of place in the song, but they work so well and they sound really nice. I mean, my take on it was just essentially he's just trying to like get laid by this girl. Like he's just going after a girl and just being like, I'm here in town for and a she's couple only days. Got Forty eight hours. And he's and I was like I was actually this may be giving it too much credit, but you were talking about how the vocals kinda of change between like sort of like innocent and like poppy and like anecdotal and then he launches into which is almost kinda of like the swoony kind of things where he literally was just sort of like, I'll oh, give yeah. you all these reasons why I'm safe and then here's my like sploosh kind of like notes sort of thing. I don't know. I mean I mean that's what the song's <laughs> about, right? I mean that's Um I I would say so. I mean, it, it, to me, I, what stands out is just it, it's so indecisive. Like I don't know, should I? Yeah. Take I think on. he's being like, coy. I, I, I think I don't he's know. being like, no, no, I'm I'm not a predator. That's, I'm I'm a nice guy. That's fair. That's fair. I, I'm a comic book, um, but I'm in your. But if you watch the video, it's more like I'm I'm in your dreams and like take this this can't this can't last. Well, yeah, but the but video was made. Why don't long after that song was written? You know, fair, but you're still trying to put an idea into. I mean, <laughs> or, that video has fairly changed the idea of what you think. The well, I think we already touched that, on this. That is fair. They're just they were just trying to put words to this awesome melody. I mean, at first it was called yeah. the Juicy Fruit song. Then it was called Lesson One, and they're like, those are lyrics are garbage. Let's <laughs> this melody's too good for that. And they just but, found something right. that kind of. And I think you're right, Russ. That is what they were going for. Um, but just also keeping it a little, you know, loose. Whatever works. The the lyric is irrelevant. I mean, the melody's so good, the lyric is kind of irrelevant. You have to have a tag that like is somewhat catchy, which Take on Me does the job. And I'll be gone in a day or two. Nobody fucking knew what that is, so that was really <laughs> irrelevant. It's just like, like just whatever you can fit into that. I wonder we'll if with. it was lesson one. one <laughs> lesson oh, it's probably something pretty in Norwegian. Two. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it probably lesson one probably sounds more like Take on Me in Norwegian. <laughs> Maybe. Glashinspiel, Stigerweisen. I don't know any Norwegian. Sorry. If I, <laughs> if I offend any of our Norwegian fans. <laughs> To the uh, to the music a little bit, um, you know, it's basically drum machine, acoustic guitars, and like synths. Yeah, it's it. it's. I didn't. I'm surprised there's even acoustic. I thought it was completely electronic. <laughs> well, and they said they kind of, uh, you know, the Doors and Manzarek were uh, a big influence based on the pr- precision of his keys playing and how kind of computerized it is. Which you know, the song has that precision every note is very clean it's very mm-hmm. well in the right place there's no imperfections in the song at and all. even the little riff uh like banana like it sounds like uh light my fire a little bit a little slower and a little different you know it kind of does the same round thing well i i do love how the song kind of comes in like that little intro before the riff hits where it's just a really fast. You know, I mean, this drum is 169 BPM, which is really fast, mm-hmm. and and it comes in with that, and then it has that um, hardcore, like it, it's a more hardcore riff, and there's like a little synth 
kind of sprinkle and then like this weird little kind of harder riff and then it kind of it does it full stop but it just goes straight into the bum, 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 bum. it's just a really cool lead in it reminded me of like a shorter version of like how sweet emotion like has that little mm-hmm. thing at the beginning mm-hmm. my understanding too is that they by the time it got to the the single that we know it was produced by a lot of like a lot of hands were in the pot at that point but the initial yes. idea was that they didn't want it like they wanted to be playing instruments they wanted to be playing drums and then yes. they were like no what's popular now is synth stuff so i do think it was like almost like a reluctant thing but i was actually thinking about what was else was kind of going on do you remember that video uh i forgot the song names it was like herbie hancock that dun, 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 yeah. dun. like that, that was what was kind of playing at the same time which is rocket similar rocket yes yeah. yeah you know i was kind of thinking like that it might have just been like no we need to make it what is popular right now and i actually don't know if that was what to touch on the music before we get into kind of some fun facts. We talked about Africa last uh, last week. The solo in that song is so fucking cheese dick and, and dated. But th- this song uses the same kind of instrumentation, and it's not cheese dick at all, in my mind. Like, I actually enjoy the musical breakdown here. It's not too long. It's not too short. There's some, what, like, the, the cool freaky, stuff. The freaky bridge? Yeah, yeah. It's kind of, <laughs> it's kind of shoutish a little bit with, with what they're doing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely creative. This song kind of needs it because it is so sugar pop. You know, yeah, if you can get past that. <clears throat> yeah, uh. I must say, the, the only thing that I don't like in the song is the just straight synth bass, like super cheese. Like, you can tell someone's just like tapping a one finger keyboard, or like it's certainly a keyboard bass, and uh, you can tell. The, the, the drum machine is a little generic as well. I mean, it's just. Doo, doo, yeah, not as offensive as the bass, though. Like Russ was hinting at earlier, I mean, it ended up with Alan Tarney doing this version. There was a guy at Warner Brothers who was just kind of obsessed with the melody as well, and he was just like, we got to do this right, we got to get this right, this song is a hit, it's going to make us some money, blah, blah, blah. And But, but like, then they, they brought in a more professional producer whose basically work before this was mostly with a guy named Cliff Richard. Hmm. Which I had never, I don't, I had never heard of him. Do you guys know who that is? No. Um, I guess an artist in the late '70s that had some hits that I've never heard of, which is crazy because like a music historian at this point. Um, but but basically that guy, not only did he hire Tarney, but he hired Steve Barron to to direct the video. And Steve Barron, same guy who did Billy Jean, Summer '69, Money for Nothing, Electric Avenue. Like this guy's fingerprints were on. All these like oh. crazy MTV vid- videos you know from your youth, and as uh, as Russ was talking about early, he used this rotoscaping uh, technique that really wasn't used that often. Um, it took six months. I mean, the amount of money they probably put into this video, and well worth it, mm-hmm. as as we hit on. I mean, I, I think I think this is my favorite video from the. Oh, 80s. it's. I mean, it's really. Imp- I, I mean, I was watching it today. It is still insanely impressive. Like what goes into it. You know, given mm-hmm. the, actually the fact that they had it was it was all analog, like they didn't have computers to like yeah. do yeah. it with. I mean, there was some dude literally like at a desk tracing mm-hmm. every frame by hand. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. night and day. That, that that that's also where when cocaine helped. So well, in this, it's more it's more like the cocaine was used in the in the editing in the splicing room. And the cool thing about the video is just not only that it's the drawing, but the way it kind of masks onto real and then they turn into a drawing depending on what corner they're going around or what door mm-hmm. they're looking through well, so, actually, and it holds up oh yeah I do I am actually wondering though would the song be as big of a hit without that video no no 
since I, it failed so miserably so many times before. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think I think they had well it had to have the melody and it had to have that video that they could just put yeah. on MTV and people would be like what got to see fuck this video this? yeah I read yeah. something whether it was someone in the band or someone closely related to creating the song was like it and they said that it was all the video like the song you kind of need to hear it a couple times for it to sink its claws in I couldn't name another aha song to say my oh no I listened to the album today and I was like. It, honestly, it would, the rest of the album was not as bad as I thought mm-hmm. it was going to be. It was just very mediocre. Like, you know, it wasn't, like, terrible. It wasn't good, like, great. It was just like, okay. B, Norwegian synth pop. <laughs> and this is the album opener, so, right. yeah. you know, yeah, you're kind of yeah. good after you listen to the first song. You're like, all right, sweet, I'm yeah. good. Yeah. Uh, but but this song did hit number one. It, it charted for 27 weeks, uh, 1985. It was, I think, the 10th, you know, record sold or whatever. On Billboard, I think I think it's you know time to to enter the vibe time. It's just a perfect vibe we're setting up right now. And so Russ, I want you to bring us in for the second time uh, to the vibe time. And three, two, one. Uh, comic books. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I dig enough it. said. Yeah. But since this is my song, I want to hear this at like an arcade or a bowling alley. I'm having a good time, and then this comes on, and then I'm having an even better time. And it, it's a little nostalgic, but not completely. Like, I'm having a good time. Yeah. This enhances that. It's a great bowling song, I'd say. No, yeah, I agree yeah. with that. Or skating rink. Kind of. <laughs> Russ, what about you? When, when specifically do you want to hear this song? God. You know what? I don't want to hear this. <laughs> like... Because it's one of them I've heard a thousand times, but like it's again, it doesn't hit the nostalgia buttons like Africa does. So yeah, it's a it's a sing along song, but it's a frustrating one because I can't sing along to it because I can't hit those notes. <laughs> you know what it is? It's 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 going to be a cookout playlist song. Okay, yeah. that works. Yeah. I almost feel like it's not a a pool cookout though. It's like just an outdoor out out back. Or is it daytime or nighttime? I'm thinking or it's or like it's like it's afternoonish. Like we've had drinks, okay, but it's not okay. like dark and cold that kind of thing. So it's before everybody's drunk enough to start trying to belt out. Everybody's just like, oh yeah, because it's one yeah. of those. It's on. You don't have to pay attention too closely, but it's like when the chorus comes, like oh yeah, and everyone sings along to it. But it's just there to like lighten the mood, and <laughs> even though a dude's getting hit with a wrench and killed, but. <laughs> exactly. There, there's real shit going on in this comic book world. Neil, when do you want? When specifically do you want to hear this song? Well, it's tough because it's so ubiquitous. I mean, I think I've already heard it in every situation possible at some point, and it's one that you can't. It, you'd never put it on, and it would be unexpected. People aren't going aren't to be like, "Ooh, deep cut, good call." <laughs> <You know? laughs> Very true. But Very when true. I do want to hear it, Russ, have you ever played the video game The Last of Us? Oh hell, I'm playing it right now. Two, no. Part one, the re-release for PS5 that came out like last week. Okay. Well, I saw a clip. At some point, some girl, some computer video game girl, picks up a guitar and sings this to her friend. I'm Ellie. assuming after the world has after Armageddon. So I would want to hear it if the world had ended and someone still had an acoustic guitar and we could all reminisce about the days of fucking sweet radio pop. If you'd played the first game. She didn't even know about any music. That's the whole thing. So oh, she had to learn about she's it. She's learning. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. So she's learning about bad hair mm-hmm. and 
and synthesizer. Speaking of bad hair and synthesizer, let's talk about the influence. Let's slide on the influence. Talk about the influence of, the, of this song. Uh, Neil, why don't you get us started on this? Um, well, it is very unique, but of its time, it sounds a lot. It reminds me of Culture Club a lot. Karma Chameleon, Do You Really Want to Hurt Me? You know, of the same, yeah, the same for sure vein. Um, it reminds me of Journey, just the vocal performance, the notes he's hitting a little bit, a little Don't Stop Believing mm. in there. A little, st- little Steve Perry, yeah, okay. Um, I think moving forward, uh, a little cold play, you know, just their whole their whole vibe, and and that's about it. I mm-hmm. had uh, Doors Men's Eric, but we covered that. Yeah, we did, and Orbison, and you know, New, new Wave, obviously. There, there, there's just one thing. There, one band I want to mention that I heard a couple years ago. They're called Palace. Uh, they're releasing music now. They sound just like this band, like just like it. Hmm. Especially like if they listen to the rest of the album. But even this song, just the way they sing, the way their production is, it is like they are just following the AHA playbook. They haven't done a song as good as this, but they're definitely an AHA-influenced band, I would say. So that's, that's where they left their, their mark. Russ, what, what, what do you got? Uh, I was actually thinking, kind of more, I mean, it may not be the, their intention, but like since they are kind of like European, I already brought up like the synth sounds with like Herbie Hancock, but I was also thinking like, Falco and Kraftwerk in terms of just like the electronic mm-hmm. side and the very like robotic nature of it mm-hmm. um, but I mean they, the, the actual like song itself it reminds me more of like like the Cars and other stuff like that it was like that sort of like sing-along kind of croony sound yeah, yeah. You know? Cars is good hmm. ah okay yeah less less guitars I would say um, but um, oh speaking of guitars why don't we uh, slide under the covers for a little bit talk about the uh covers of this song russ did you listen to any covers of take on me no <laughs> the only one i found was the 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 acoustic version that was recent and listened to that ah. and i liked and i actually didn't realize it, it was like them at first because it was like literally just like in a playlist as like mm-hmm. after the song it was like this song came on and i was like oh someone's doing like acoustic version and i was like oh it's them doing it now was that different from the unplugged or same no, it was the unplugged. They're the, okay, the same yeah. one. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the same one. Yeah. It, it's like, it's pretty, and it's it's acoustic, and it's it's a good way for them to age this song a little bit, right? Or to sing it at their age at this point. Because they're not as pretty any, anymore, uh, I would say, uh, <laughs> physically. Well, but our, our good friends Weezer, for the second straight week, mm-hmm. are just crawling back in the 80s and doing these songs. And it's, this, it's basically the same thing they did with Africa. They just do the song. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, with more guitars. They covered it. When was that? I think didn't they release an album of covers? Oh, they probably. Did. I think so. I only have the seven inch of Africa. Oh. Yeah, it's it's the same it's the same cover. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm assuming it's it's on the same release. The cover of the cover. The cover of the cover. Neil, do you have do you have any any more you listen to? I listen to the real big fish, hard oh. ska version. Um, please, please <laughs> no. Someone, it someone works shoot though. All the, of them. It works with the horns. Like I'm not saying I love it. But man, just a bop, 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 I, I made bop, it through bop. about twenty seconds, and I'm like, uh, uh-uh, this is too sublimey. <laughs> and oh, sublimey right. is well, is, we're gonna have to treat you to some sublime here soon on the pod. And I'm gonna and I'm gonna treat you to a lot of criticism. Good, good. Um, and then I listened to that jam band Goose doing it, which ah. I was uh, I was excited to listen to because I do like jam music, but I've never listened to Goose, so I was like, oh, cool, I'll check this out. Uh, and 
It sounded really cool, man. I the only thing I was disappointed by was I wanted a sweet jam solo in the middle there somewhere. They did not give it to me. Um, and <laughs> surprisingly, the jam band Goose. Uh, it sounds like they have a good singer. Um, sounded really uh, much better than most jam bands. Um, but yes, he definitely had trouble with that last note. I mean. Yeah, I, I'm, but I'm not but I give them. Pro- it it seems like they kept it in the same key and didn't try. To, they're like, "Fuck it, let's just do it." <laughs> um, yeah, I I didn't hear that one. The only other one I'll call out is Aqualung, which is a a really like cheesy made for TV version because it was on Grey's Anatomy. Yeah, I w- I, I listened to a, a hot second of that one. I was surprised there wasn't more covers i thought it would be rich with covers i think the chorus is a little too intimidating yeah 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 it, it, it really is i was i was messing with it the other night and i was like i don't even think i can but try this i do think um i've heard your cover before josh i think it's gonna be uh high on my list uh, neil don't don't let's not tease no it's let, gonna be great let's, let's stop it <laughs> stop it um let's let's talk about how the shoe fits gentlemen I'm gonna say it fits like a uh, like a superhero boot um, that does the job when I'm uh, in the comic and is like cool and black and worn and weathered Ooh, when I'm in the real world. Moody, moody bit, black yeah, boot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm switching. I'm colorful, <laughs> moody. I'm indecisive, like like the lyric. Russ, what you got? How's the shoe fit? Uh, I'm thinking like. Like a like a nice European kind of like hiking boot kind of thing. I don't know it's like a nice boot. It's classy. It's leather. It's like whatever he's wearing in the video. You know, Norwegian it's hiking boot. You know, it would be good something for biking. I'm just getting biking boot. That's you know, <laughs> biking on the Unterschlagen. Yeah. I think I'm keep going German. <laughs> yeah, when I, yeah. When I should be going like I mean, it's very... the Strasse or whatever. It's still farther uh, from here. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's you know, it's Europe. Um, Neil. Um, well, it fits well. Um, and I think it fits like a... All right, then. On that note. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it fits like a clean white sneaker with some teal trim from the 80s. What is that face, Josh? You don't like it? Teal trim? Yeah, just, yeah, with some teal accents that goes along uh, with just... See, I, I so want to hear you accents. said that, I just immediately went to boy band for some reason, which I guess they <laughs> yeah. were kind of at the time. You're like teal bracelets and uh, swatch watches. <laughs> You're like, look, we've used pumps too much. Uh, Pimp boot. <laughs> going back to the greatest hits, Neil's like, like Neil's Neil's greatest hit shoe album. Uh, <laughs> uh, we're gonna add uh, teal accents to to the greatest hits. Yeah, like Neil's a teal hits. swoosh, bro. Volume one. Uh oh. Uh oh. <laughs> the motorcycle's coming alive yeah, out of the comic. Fits. Jesus. Uh, well, well. on that note, uh, our cover of AHA's Take On Me. Talking away, I don't know what I'm to say. I say it anyway. Today's another day to find you shying away. 
I'll be coming for your love, okay? Take on me. Take on me. Take me. Oh, take on me. I'll be gone in a day or two. So needless to say, odds and ends, but that's me, I'm stumbling away. Slowly learning life is okay. Say after me, it's no better to be safe than sorry. Take on me, take on me, take me. I'll be gone in a day or two. All the things that you say is life for just to play our worries away. Here all the things I got to remember to shine away. I'll be coming for you anyway. Take on me. Take on me. Take me. I'll be gone in a day. cover you just heard was performed by Josh Bond. Thanks for listening to Pod Gave Rock and Roll to you. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and give us a good rating on Apple or Spotify or wherever you listen. If you'd like to reach out to us, you can find us on Twitter or Instagram under the handle at Pod Gave Rock. Next week is our guest's week. Russ, what are we going to listen to? Uh, I'm bringing us ahead a couple years and we're going to be doing uh, Possum Kingdom by the Toadies. Can't wait! <laughs>